This is a Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. This is the Check It Out podcast from the Moraine Valley Library. I'm Troy Swanson, the Library Department Chair. Today is December 5th, 2013. And I am here with a special guest, uh, Bill Droll, who's been a longtime campus minister and has taught philosophy and uh, this is the, he's announced his retirement, so we wanted to spend a few minutes um, acknowledging his work and thinking about Moraine and his time at Moraine. So welcome, Bill. Thank you, Troy. Uh, I was appointed by the Archdiocese of Chicago in 1980 to be the campus minister at Moraine Valley. And at that time, we had a Newman Center at uh, 107th and Keene Avenue, uh, just west of our main campus. And every college in the United States has a Newman Center, so this was uh, something that uh, was widely done and was not unusual. But to be having this arrangement at a community college required some new thinking. And after a short period of time, I concluded that our students are not going to lose their parking space on campus to go uh, an eighth of a mile to a Newman Center. They would come there, but it would only be in the evening or uh, on the weekend. So I understood that I had to work from within inside the institution. Luckily, uh, at that time, Moraine Valley was also interested in adding part-time faculty. And so from that very moment, I became an adjunct teacher here at Moraine and have, as you said, taught uh, every semester uh, one, two, three courses. So it's been a, a very good symbiotic relationship between the ministry and the teaching. And and um, when you're not teaching, can you describe your role with uh, Sacred Heart just so people have a context yes. for your role in the community? Yes. Uh, and so in addition, uh, at the beginning I was exclusively uh, at Moraine Valley. That changed in 2001. And since that time, I have also been the pastoral associate at Sacred Heart Church across the street from Moraine Valley. The old Newman Center that I referred to on 107th uh, was the former Sacred Heart, so I knew the history of the church very well, and I knew some of the leaders of the church. So it's, it was a very smooth transition, and uh, the geography works out great. Great. And you've been really active in the community, um, hosting uh, local television, maybe talk a little bit about that role. Right, the other thing that uh, occurred to me at the very beginning was that a young adult in the school district was a candidate for campus ministry. They did not have to be enrolled that specific semester at Moraine Valley. And that really is the thinking that we apply to our students anyway that Mm -hmm. they're here for a semester, they may not come back, or they may only take one course the next semester, and then they finish up. So we don't draw a hard and fast uh, distinction. And therefore, I concluded that I had to be involved in the community, and especially in things that might uh, impact the lives of young adults in the community. So among them was a 20-year stint as a uh, producer and host of a television show. It was first for a Metrovision, and then as these cable networks bought and sold one another, 
it eventually wound up on AT&T. And there was a weekly uh, show in which we invited guests to speak about education and ethics and uh, uh, community life. And, and many, many community leaders were on that show over the years, and it developed a lot of good context. Yes. So um, one thing that you've done that I wanted to make sure we talked about was uh You've been a writer. I know you've written different books and articles, but one thing for us is that you've written for the Glacier, the student newspaper, uh, ongoing column since you be since for 30 years. Yes, 30 years. Um, and at that time, the Glacier was in one of the huts, and <laughs> at least once, uh, the roof leaked so bad it destroyed all of the uh, copy for that issue. We had to start all over. <laughs> and at other times, um, other weather problems would damage the paper, and in those days, uh, the production schedule was somewhat irregular, but nonetheless, that paper has been part of the college uh, since nearly its founding, and the column has been in the paper every single issue for 30 years. The column is uh, representative of the approach that campus ministry takes at a uh, state-funded college or university, and that is that uh, campus ministry is not uh, proselytizing, it is not even denominational. Uh, it is, if you will, a spiritual. And therefore the appeal is to anybody or whomever might be interested. And so while the column avoids specific religious topics, it tries to deal with educational issues, ethical issues, um, student life issues and mm -hmm. to put them in some uh, context in, in wider society. So that's what each column in, that I've contributed to the paper has tried to do. Great. Um, yeah. That's a good segue into uh, maybe talking a little bit about spiritual life. I was wondering over the years uh, if you could offer your views on what spiritual life means at Moraine Valley and uh, maybe, uh, maybe commentary on what faculty, staff, students should be thinking about in, in leading that kind of life. Right. Um, if you even if you were to look at our mission statement and our, uh, our principles of our college, you would see that we talk about the whole person. And when we refer to the whole person, educating the whole person, we explicitly refer to the spiritual dimension of the person. So sometimes this distinction is overdone uh, as a put-down to religion. I don't think it should be used that way. But there is a sense in which people uh, are spiritual even in their secular context, even in, mm -hmm. in their college setting. And I would submit that this has become an even more urgent priority for our college because what the marketplace demands of our students are people who are integrated, people who can think, people who can walk into a situation and solve problems. And unless you have some grounding, uh, you aren't going to be able to do that. And, and I might say, Troy, this is my biggest worry as I leave the college. I think a lot of our students are humanistic, generous, eager to learn. They're, they're kind people. They're good for a semester. They're good for a year, but I worry that they don't have legs. They don't have a foundation, mm. and therefore 
when they get uh, into situations and things befall them as they befall all of us, I worry that they may not be able to stand. And those legs do not have to be a specific religion. Uh, They do not have to be a particular denomination, but a guiding philosophy, a guiding uh, way of looking at the world. And you asked about the role of the faculty. I think it's extremely important in every single course for faculty to try to bring that perspective to the conversation. I can give you one example. Um, I happened to uh, go by a, actually I sat in for a little while, a class here in, in math, and the topic of the day was how to calculate a GNP. And the various factors were placed on the board and uh, students were taking a hand at it. And then various countries, some particulars of various countries were given to the students and they were asked to uh, calculate the GNP. And that went on for a little while. And then with about 10, 15 minutes left in class, the teacher uh, compared the GNP of Guatemala to the GNP of the United States and simply said, why is there such a big difference? Mm-hmm. And I thought that is excellent teaching because for a short period of time, those students had to talk about the meaning behind these numbers mm-hmm. and their perspective on uh, wealth, on wealth production, on distribution, population, a lot of other good topics that, well, did it pertain to math? I think it did. I mean, it helped them really understand the lesson and brought out a, a more spiritual dimension to the topic. Right. I, I think your point is a great one, and I, I think in this time period we see um, politicians, especially all over the place, talking about the role of community colleges in right. workforce education, which obviously is really important for us. Um, but, I, you know, throughout the history of Western, Western society, education has been more than just job skill training, and education has been about, I, I like to think, making better people. And I think uh, this idea of the connection of spirituality, morality, meaning to this workforce education is still, I hope, an important role in what we offer. The two go together. Uh, if you do not have people of character, if you do not have better people that are simultaneously prepared for the challenges of the workforce, they do not perform well in that marketplace. Right. Their uh, level of competency extends to the last class they took at Moraine Valley, <laughs> which is just about irrelevant the next morning. Right. We are teaching up to the point when you walk out here, but the marketplace changes so quickly that you have to have a good foundation in critical thinking, in the wide background of uh, the humanities to be able to understand people and how to deal with some supervisors who present the material one way and another supervisor who presents the exact same material in a completely different way. You have to have the confidence and the grounding to be able to handle those situations. And by the way, the jobs uh, in this uh, workforce, these workforce jobs, universally are service sector jobs, people-centered jobs, even if you spend 90% of your time all day uh, on a computer, 
you are dealing with clients, customers, uh, other representatives of other firms. You are constantly interacting with people. And, if, and so if you are merely punching keys, you're not going to be a success. Right. But Well, that's, I guess, one of the concerns that, that you have. Is, as you I do. May, maybe um, you could also talk about something that makes you hopeful about our students and school kind of on, on the positive side. Well, um, look, uh, Moraine, a, a school can only make a little difference. It can make a little difference for the better. It could A bad school could make a little difference for the worse. Moraine Valley deservedly has a reputation for making that good difference. Among the two-year colleges in the state of Illinois, this is one of the premier colleges. And especially of late, the real emphasis at our school on agree-to-degree, that we are going back to some of the origins of the community college movement and really trying to impart to our students the notion that you have to get a full certification or a full degree. It is not enough just to take a class or two you mm-hmm. need to complete. And I think that's very hopeful because I think that's going to match up very well. Look, the jobs that are available out here in the southwest side of Chicago If you had a degree from Moraine Valley and you kept up your reading and you kept up your competency, you could hold down those jobs and you could, with reasonable, good personal life, raise a family. Mm -hmm. You may not become a financier in the loop. Uh, You may not, you know, become an engineer uh, at a high-end firm, but you you can have a good, solid job out here on the southwest side right. with a Moraine Valley uh, certificate or degree if you finish. you got to finish. Right. Could, could we talk just to, to close yeah. maybe about the changes you've seen from what was it like the day you walked yes, on yes. our campus okay. and where are we now? Thank you. Um, I'm an in-between. I came in between the founding faculty and all of the new young faculty like yourself who are here today. I came in 1980. Uh, Our current president, Sylvia Jenkins, is also in between. She's uh, a little younger than I, and she came a little later than I, but we were a minority group in the sense that the founding faculty knew one another very, very well because they put the hardware together here at this school. Mm -hmm. They assembled desks. They uh, arranged classrooms. That was a, a tight group. And then the new group, a lot of them uh, came in at the same time, and I hope they are building those same bonds of solidarity. I feel privileged because I got to meet both groups. I don't know how many people know that at the beginning, our college was an experiment in an open classroom. All of the drywall that you see today was not here. This was all open. Everything was open. And uh, gradually... Partitions, movable partitions started to come to break up (laughs) classrooms. And then gradually some hallways. And then gradually dried walled classrooms. And and that openness, 
I, it was a reflection of the idea of a community college, right? It was that, anyone could walk into any class. It was there for the community. Uh, more than that, I mean, that's it. Uh, no one seems to remember this, but uh, right now we have 86th slash 88th Avenue because of a curve there. Why? Because uh, 88th Avenue used to run down the middle of our campus underneath right. the bridge. <laughs> right. And there were two houses, two white houses, down by 111th Street. So th that also visually was what we were trying to do at that time, that people from Palos Hills, just to get through town, had to go underneath our uh, school building. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was the idea, Troy. And I might say the, the part of it that I caught when I came, I liked it. Uh, those faculty who were here from the beginning, in my conversations with them, uh, they got tired of it. It was now, a challenge. It was yeah. really a challenge. <laughs> and I did have some challenging uh, evenings uh, with it. But um, in general, I thought the idea of a community was really important. The third word in the name of our college. And I thought the architecture helped to foster that community. Uh, the hallways are quiet today, but believe me, in those days, except for the bridge, which was student activities, this was a very quiet campus because you knew that a class was going on as you walked by. So uh, people respected that. Right. And I think we still try to hold on to that idea of community. It's just yeah. slightly different uh, approaches, right. perhaps. Right. But, uh, right. No, no. But it, it, was, it was a big change. That's, yeah. That's all. <laughs> right. And then, of course, uh, with the... So the founding administration, and then I came uh, when uh, the second administration, Dr. Keller, was here, and then the, the third administration also marked a change, and that's when we really started the building phase, the familiar green and white MVC, mm -hmm. MVCC logo that you see, that came in and that's ubiquitous now, uh, that was part of all of that. So and then in the building spree which under the uh, fourth president, uh, Vernon Crowley, that's uh, what really started to make the physical campus different, all the buildings. Great. Um, any closing thoughts before we're done? No, I'm just honored to have uh, been here at Moraine Valley. I really treasure all of the relationships I've made, especially with uh, teachers and staff and uh, administrators. And, and I just extend blessings to the college in the years to come. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. And um, I know since I've been here, you've always been a mainstay of the campus and super supportive of all that we've done in the library. So I wanted to take the time to have this conversation. So um, with that, I want to thank our listeners. And thank you, Bill. Great. Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu library.